school. Hi, I'm Josh. I'm a recovering overthinker, and this is the Lucky Works podcast. And this is my pal, Derek Wheatley. Thank you very much. Are you reading my notes? The fact that it does it. No, this is the new. Uh, this is the new and improved. Yeah, well, improved. I don't know, but it's well. new anyway. Um, today's episode is how to civilize your ape, mm-hmm. part one. Um, because I'm getting better at figuring out exciting times and stuff. So, as always, we'll look at negative feedback. <laughs> this is our favorite. Uh, you came up with a winner here, didn't you? Well, yeah. Should we warm up? Because this could get this could get hot. This. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't think we need to, because I, I mentioned it to you, right? So the feedback from the last um, episode, you said that um, we're all stupid. Yeah. Including yourself. Oh, yeah, you weren't saying, yeah. like, you know. Yeah, no. And uh, I think, because I definitely listened back to the podcast. It was when it came out. So it was about mm-hmm. a month ago. So I can't really remember. But I think we qualified that with some statements that we made. I like to think I did. And, well, I think we both <laughs> I think did. Manga was stupid, full stop. Yeah, I, yeah. I think we both kind of said, like, what you meant. But I think the word stupid might be the real trigger point on it. Yeah. Yeah, and I, li- I like that it is. Because it kind of proves the point. Yeah. Because um, I was like, um, even taking it personally and getting offended by the word, it kind of proves my point. Um, because... I'm just an overly on an insignificant podcast. Mm-hmm. And um, someone got wound up by the word stupid. Yeah. So it, it's kind of, you've taken it personally. Like I'm just calling that particular person yeah, yeah. stupid. So it's kind of a hang up day that their animal has. Um, and I've, the idea of stupid is something that has low intelligence. And that's kind of how we look at animals Yeah. as they're, we're highly evolved and intelligent and animals are stupid. That's the idea. What I'm pointing out is there's an animal in us. And that's the stupid part. So yeah. that, that was the point I was making. But I mean, yeah, it's fair to get offended. That was sort of the point, really, is to, because I, I was thinking maybe I could use the word idiot, but it means the same thing. So it's. Um, yeah, like you could use ignorant or um, dumb or there's a lot of different yeah. words. And maybe you dope. Just, some dope is good one. Yeah. Uh, Oscar started to pick that up, which does he? I think it's the problem. I'm all right with it. Why are all the drivers dope? Like, um. Oh. Just because they're all dopes, but daddy's a dope sometimes too. And he's just... <laughs> well, I think always the thing about the stupid and we qualified it as in like, you know, there's so much, there's more that we don't know than we know as people. Oh, like, do gotcha. you know what I mean? I mean, you just look at this is a, I know, kind of a crude example, I suppose, but like if you type in how many, how many, um, entries there are on Wikipedia, for mm. instance, and there, most of those are only skirting the surface of the subject matter anyway. Yeah. yeah. And what do we know about it? Like, you know, so it's like, you know, there's so much that we don't know. Well, through, throughout history, there's been very notable, considered intelligent people mm-hmm. who have said, that's all we need to know. Yeah. Like physics, ah, we've got it all wrapped up. There was a couple of people in the 1800s who said, now, obviously, I sh- if, if I was more intelligent, I would know their names and specific quotes. But it, it's basically, we've got physics wrapped up in, an, in a in a bow, so don't worry about it. Next, you know, that's yeah. okay. And then, and then during the 19th century, all of it gets blowing out the water and that with yeah. Einstein and, and the atom bomb and nuclear fission and all that sort of well, stuff. Well, isn't that funny? Like, cause I'm on, we love it. We, yeah. And, and it's funny the Tuesday coming, I'm, I'm going to be intro- interviewing a archeologist nice. and I feel stupid before it's even happened. Do you know what I mean? Because what do I know about archaeology? Yeah. I think Indiana Jones is what. Is well, isn't that a better attitude to have? Oh yeah, because I mean, yeah. imagine if you went in and go, um, "So what? You're Indiana Jones, are you?" Yeah, so you do yeah. some digging, do you? Yeah. 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 Dig about and find nothing. Um, yeah. So my goal isn't to offend; it's just to highlight that we you really need humility for this process. Like, if you want to do the process, obviously 
because uh, it's not for everyone. Um, but if we know it all already, then then nobody has anything to offer you because yeah. you know it all. So it isn't to offend anybody. That isn't the point. Yeah. It's to it's to make us humble. We apologize. Well, I, I, I tell you what we're going to do. No, but I'm going to apologize in advance for upsetting anyone in the oh, future. Oh, yeah. There, there'll be a lot of the relationship. I'm more of an apologist. I think I've figured out how to approach the relationships, you know, the intimate relationships. Oh, the one, yeah, yeah. Bit, I started yeah. to... I think I've cracked how Leave I'm going to do me. it <laughs> the least offensively. Um, but I just I, look, it's it's all because we do get a bit of crack from the negative feedback. It, but I it is it. it is good to because the way you described us that like an animal um, side of us, like yeah. you know, that would react to something like that. Um, and I think it's important that people kind of you know because people don't do that on my podcast. Like what? they don't come well, they don't come back and give me negative feedback because maybe they're tiptoeing around the fact it's a mental health podcast and stuff. Mm. But I make mistakes all the time, and like mm. my last one was an absolute shambles. <laughs> no, was I told my mom not to watch it. I said, listen to it. I looked like a car crash. I was like, I was dozing <laughs> off, and and that's the kind of thing about it. Like that could have been heavily criticised, but it wasn't. And okay. I think for us to embrace it is well, a I positive mean, th- thing. Well, there's also your your personality, like the people who are watching you and understand you they kind of know your personality better mm-hmm, so you've yeah. built that rapport where they're like they, they probably don't even notice because you get the benefit mm-hmm. of the doubt you know what i mean whereas yeah. i'm just some dope that they don't know yet oh. um yeah the other thing i wanted to ask is have you have you yourself noticed it doesn't matter if you have or not but have you noticed the animal like more in your life have you been spotting it in people or in movies or people around you or anything I, like that or even in yourself have yeah, you noticed it, it it'd be more in myself like mm. you know that kind of thing um I, I was, uh, I don't know if it was this week or last week, but I think it was last week actually. And I was just really wrecked, like mm. f- physically tired after doing the, the kind of half marathon stuff. Yeah. It was the knock on effect from that. And, um, my, um, my animal brain was like, go and do training, like go to CrossFit because mm. the OCD things. And, you know, we talked yeah. about that last week. So I was like, go and do the two sessions and do jujitsu. And last Friday was the first time that I, I did, um, I think I talked to you about it. I, I did the first class, uh, first session of CrossFit, and I just, I had to just push the animal aside. The human yeah. side had to kind of take over and say, like, yeah. just rest for 45 minutes, an hour, and then do jiu-jitsu. That's a great point, you know? that as well. There's yeah. a great, great, that's something I'll cover. I think it's the next episode or this episode where you you use up the human mm-hmm. and you can use up the animal. So sometimes mm-hmm. the logic runs out. So, like, the human logic might be, you're not going to die. Yeah, just go more slowly, like relax. Yeah. And then the other side of it is like, what are you still doing this workout for? Like you've already done a marathon. Today. Yeah. Why do you need to do jujitsu? That's when you your animal can kind of go just cause you know yeah, yeah, yeah. find its belief and battle. So you kind of use the two against each other depending on the situation. But that's cool that you've noticed it yeah. more because that that's certainly when I first saw this, and even now I'll still see it everywhere. And, and it's nice to sort of. And I got, I was, uh, that's another thing I forgot. Just it popped in my head there. I was talking to someone yesterday and they, uh, I was saying, I said, you know, I do another uh, podcast and, mm. and they were like, Oh yeah, yeah. I saw that. I must listen to it. And um, it remind. I was reading about it. And one of the titles reminds me of this book that I got. Um, and what's that book? The Chimp Paradox. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, were like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, yeah, well, Josh would have like, read cool. that yeah, and, cute, kind yeah. of it. And, she, and she was like, oh, brilliant. I must get into it. So, so that's just another yeah, kind of cool. nice little interaction. Yeah. Kind of, um, it's what they call a quake book. Like that was, that was my introduction mm-hmm. to the idea of all this. I mean, obviously it's not, it's not his idea specifically. He's just. Oh yeah. Yeah. Trying to apply it on, but it's, yeah. I just think it's so applicable to everything. Right. Should we get into mm-hmm. it? As I've wasted everyone's time. Um, part one. Okay. So I'm going to reiterate. Uh, sorry, <laughs> I'm going to reiterate 
why I think this theory is so important and worth the effort, more importantly, um, what it looks like when we have an out of shape animal um, and then meeting your animal mm-hmm. and trying to get to know it a bit more and see what it's about. Um, I just want to say that you've, uh, he's he's stepped up his game with regards to gnomes. He's got like a trying. proper typed like out. Yeah, like a little booklet. It's all stapled and everything. Like I'd like to say that I stapled it and then I was done with it. But oh. I stapled it, noticed a load of errors, read through it again and Re-stapled. again and again. And, you know, it's nice. I like it though. Yeah. Just to say it's that. just so I can, if we want to, if you want to go back and, cause I remember last oh. time I was throwing them on the floor and oh, I had to find them again. It's a mess over there. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'll keep it neat. Um, so I used to believe, uh, unquestioned, sorry, unquestioningly the bullshit my animal used to feed me. Um, so it's things like, if only I had this job, if only I had the right network, if only I lived somewhere sunny, then. I'd feel the eternal happiness that's mm. always just beyond the horizon. Yeah. If I just had this bit, if I just did that. Um, and I think it's the carrot that we're all chasing. Um, I think everyone does it. Yeah. Um, eventually I realized it was bollocks. Um, whatever changes I make, I still have to bring me with me. Mm. Uh, and obviously the me I'm referring to is my animal. So, um, let's talk about how to train it. Yes. Um, cause it gets in the way. Um, so. I would argue the most malleable and tangible aspect that separates people is behavior. Uh, the luck part is talent and life circumstances. And I will touch that on that in the next episode because I want to talk about, you know, like the, the one percenter and the, oh, yeah, and yeah. maybe touch on the, the, like the Navy SEAL stuff that you're not yeah. massively into, you know, that heavy motivational stuff. Yeah, yeah. And just kind of talk about, um, talent and life circumstances and how that kind of plays because <laughs> they, they've all worked hard. Um, which is grand, but it's not all hard work and people don't get the yeah. same thing. You know what I mean? So yeah. it, it, we, we, we're fine with sports. We can look at someone like Jordan or Brady or whatever and just think, wow, they're just made, but it's because they worked hard. Yeah. It's because they do this. It's because they do that. And it's like, well, what about everyone else in the league? They're up the same time doing the mm. same workouts, the same training, but there are genetic talent, physical yeah. talents, talents. There's also genetic, I think genetic mental capacities and how, are you able to sacrifice and put in the 80 hour weeks and all this sort of stuff? But yeah, I'll touch on it yeah. more, but um, anyway, so I think it's fair to say the key to getting what you want is behavior change, which is obvious, mm-hmm. isn't it? Just start doing the habits. Um, and I don't want to get too philo- philosophical and tell you that just want what you already have, you know, that, that's sort of idea. Yeah. Cause you can't teach that to anybody. You yeah. know what I mean? You can't just go, Oh, just want what you already have. And it'll be fine. It's like, that does it. You know that, yeah. or the person who actually figured that out and you're just parroting, you know that because you've been there. Yeah. That person had been there. They'd got the things that they thought they wanted. And now they're telling people, oh, don't even bother. Mm. It's like, you have to bother. You have to do it to find out. Because it's just like, you can't tell someone who's poor, oh, money doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, um, well, there's just yeah. me right now. And it's not until, because it's always rich people that are saying, oh, don't worry about money. It's like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> um. Can't wait to do our episodes on quotes. We, on quotes. Well, yeah. we're just peppering them throughout, aren't we, really? Yeah. Um, yeah. So as I say, I, I think it's some, that's a lesson you have to learn on your own. You can't teach that lesson. Yeah. So, you know, someone's got to go through the process of trying to get the carrot. Um, but anyway, back to the obvious. Um, if it's so obvious that you just need to change your behavior, why aren't we all doing it? Mm. And if we do change it briefly, why can't we sustain it? Yeah. Um, so I think what we tend to do when we look, because we obviously look to people we admire what are they doing Mm. hence the michael jordans and the navy seals and stuff what are they doing so they're getting up at five in the morning 
So the initial thing is, well, I'll just set my alarm at five and I'll just get up at five o'clock and the rest will just be <laughs> easy, right? Yeah. Just do that every day. It'll be grand. So we copy style over substance. Um, the style being getting up at five, but the substance being the beliefs and the values that it, that inspire that behavior. That's what we want to be looking at. Mm-hmm. What are those people that you admire believe irrationally or not? What do they believe and what are their values? And that's why they get up at five in the morning. So as I was just talking to you about before we started with kids, full-time work, a wife trying to write a podcast, all that sort of stuff and keep some sort of life. You might get an hour. If I didn't wake up early, I might get two hours a week Mm -hmm. collectively on my own, in my own thoughts and head. Um, But I get up at five because that's the only way I'm ever going to do anything. I have to, like, there's no, it's not like I want to get up at five, but there's no other choice. It's not like I'm getting up at five so I can be like, yeah, I got up at five. I'm great. It's like, no, I have to get up at five because, but there's still three things I want to do in that hour, but I can't do all three. Mm. So the only way I could do three is to get up at three in the morning, (laughs) but then there's no sleep. So it's just, we tend to look at the behaviors just on the surface level and not figure out why do they get up at that time. Um, But yeah. So if you want to make behavior change, whether it's nutrition, finances, relationships, you always have to bring your animal with you. Mm -hmm. So your animal has to buy into the process because the prize isn't enough. The prize is, is, is nice, but the process is what you have to convince the animal is worth doing. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so the animal naturally looks for a hack or like a secret piece of knowledge that will make all the hard work redundant. That's constantly what we're doing. Yeah. I would argue that's what Men's Health Magazine is. Because I used to read that as a teenager. And then, uh, yeah, I did for a good while. You loved it. Um, But then after a while, you just think, oh, no, it's because all of it is like six minutes, six pack and all this sort of shine. It's like, you don't need to do this or study or hard work. Nah, just do this. Six minutes. (laughs) Just work out seven minutes in the morning and it'll be great. And it's just all this bullshit. It's like, that's the target market. That wasn't me. And Mm. I eventually realized that I was just like, oh, no, this it takes more work than this mm. and I don't want the hack and I don't want the quick fit. I want to know what you actually have yeah. to do. Um, so yeah, that's what the animal loves to do. Um, if there was a hack, everyone would have the results and immediately those results will become less desirable because now everyone has them. Yeah. So the main reason I think they're desirable is because of the hard work and sacrifice that's needed. Is it funny though? Like, cause um, we all know that it takes a bit more than, that yeah. six minutes abs, whatever it might be, or eat three eggs a day, or you know all the stuff for because it's all, yeah, you know, it's yeah, all this. this supplement, yeah. But we know that that's not true, like, yeah. But we still like is this the animal or is this the human that's saying to ourselves, might be, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, it's the animal for yeah, sure, because okay, like, yeah. a human, like, yeah, it's not, yeah, it's consistent, <laughs> and it's a, it's another another thing the animal wants to tell you is that once you've cracked it, that's it. Right. Like yeah, the yeah. one and done style. Yeah. We love that because it's like, ah, oh, done. Yeah. Tie the bow. What the fuck? And that's it. We don't have to work out anymore. We've got it. Because I remember someone saying to me, they were like, so they were like, so, you know, small talk. Yeah. Do you work out a lot? And then, yeah, quite a bit, probably obsessively for most people. Yeah. It'd be a bit weird than that. Yeah. I went, he goes, I went to the gym a bit, but then like, I was at it for six months and then I realized you have to keep going. <laughs> But he's deadpan. Yeah, I know, he's I know, like, yeah. you have to keep going. It's like it'll just fade if you don't do it. So yeah. It's like you've got to constantly do it. And I was like, 
Yeah, I've so kind of heard something similar, and that that's a it's a weird thing. It's like the uh, nutrition. I, yeah. I'd say people probably would be able to relate to that. Maybe just I know you know it a few things, but um, kind of if they're coming into this new mm. the nutrition thing or the diet thing, I think loads of people can relate to that. Like the idea of like you know you can do a really uh, you know maybe do eight if you want to lose maybe eight six six to eight kilograms. Um, yeah. You do eight weeks and you lose, you know, a sensible amount each week. Yeah. Yeah. But when you get to the end of it, you can't just go back to what you're doing. No. Like you don't have to keep like on the say on calorie deficit or whatever. Mm. You can bring it up to a, a point where you're Maybe. not losing weight anymore, but you're eating healthy. And I've been there as well. Like, but and it's it's entered my brain after six weeks when I've and I'm on it again. Like that's the funny thing. I know that I have to keep doing it at the end. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I will. No. <laughs> that, I mean that that like we will obviously we'll do a load on nutrition yeah. as well because that's a minefield. But um, it's what I realized is you have to have an off, I start calling it like an off ramp mm. um, diet. So you need okay. sort of like you go hard, you do it for a while, and you kind of use the ebb and flow of motivation mm. like to your advantage because you know it's like it feels great for the first month or whatever, but then you know you're going to get and there's going to be, or you're going to slip and there's going to be lifestyle creep and all that sort of stuff. So the way I would look at it is like you're kind of on the motorway, you're going full speed, and then you need like a, just a little rest mm. and just a maintenance, and you need that diet that you can just sit into and it's like, yeah, this will do. I, yeah. can, I can put up with this. This isn't too difficult. And then maybe you gain a bit of weight or you get a bit of motivation or you watch something that motivates you and then you get back on the motorway yeah. and kind of take that approach to it. Um, yeah, so I mean, what I would do is when I started experimenting with different diets, it'd be like, right, I'll stop on this date. Mm. <clears throat> so I'll go from this date to this date and that's it. There's no switching. There's no coming off it. Right. That's what we have to do. But it's only for this many weeks. Yeah. Even if it came down to, I'll just do this for a week. And then reevaluate at the end of the week and then carry on. Yeah. And do it that way. But yeah, that's a different yeah, course, thing. Yeah. But um Yeah. How do you feel about that thesis? No, I like it. I, like the... I mean, you nearly yawned halfway through and I was a bit like, well, no, losing you, him, losing him. He always puts this on me, what that I'm yawning. I'm, I'm I'm actually listening to you, but no, I think it's I think it's important and I do I agree with it wholeheartedly. Like I know you were mentioning the idea of these people. Uh, like Jordan being a, a really good example of, you know, uh, we, we aspire to be like whatever field we're in, we aspire to be, you don't have to be aspire to be the best, but you, yeah. you aspire to be really good at it. Yeah. Very good to grace. And Jiu Jitsu is a good example of it. Mm. I know I'm not the best at it, like, <laughs> but I, I know that my, I can adapt to what I, mm. you know, I'm good at, mm. but I don't think like my animal comes out in Jiu Jitsu. No, probably not. Probably I think not it's more. very, uh, yeah, very little. Like it's happened maybe once or twice when I've got a knee in the head or something. Like you yeah. know, when you get angry, that's like that's you know whatever. I don't uh, like it when that happens. Yeah, I like it when I'm angry. But yeah, but <laughs> well, the rest of it is kind of you know, and and it's just I'm not I'm in there to to um, get better, obviously, and enjoy myself and stuff like that. I'm not in there to be the best in there, like, mm, you know. Yeah. And and well, that, you wouldn't go, would you? No, I wouldn't go. And like if I was chasing that, and I think that's. You know what you mentioned there about people trying to be Jordan, trying to be the. Mm. It's exhausting, yeah. and it's very unrealistic because yeah. nobody's reached Jordan's level no. since. No, and it's done it. Yeah, it's 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 like you look at the prize, which is the the glory that mm. Jordan has, and let's call it the one percent glory or the point one percent yeah. glory. 
but no, you don't see what the point one percent lifestyle is. Yeah, and how shit it is. Yeah, like like he's he's got this Hall of Fame um, speech. I don't know if you've heard it in no. the induction. It's, uh, it's not his finest moment. Yeah, um, like oh, I did. He kind of has a goal, people, and stuff. So yeah, like he, yeah, yeah. he basically points out the slights over his entire career, yeah. and even one guy who got picked over him in high school, who was six seven at the time, and Jordan was only five eleven. Mm. Right, he still had a go at him because yeah. he was just he said. You know, such and such is in the crowd. He's still the same six foot seven, probably still got the same skill level. You know, all this sort yeah. of stuff. He's kind of stayed the same. And it's like, oh, wow. It's, I did see. I know, I get, I get what he was trying to do. He was pointing out this is the mindset you have mm. to have. He's still not satisfied. No, that's I don't how think you he's get a happy point. man. Like, no, but that, yeah, exactly. So that, know, that's the, that's the point one percent lifestyle. Yeah. You look at the glory and think, oh, yeah, that's sick. That I want that. It's like, no, you don't because mm-hmm. it doesn't come without. The one percent or the point one percent lifestyle, yeah, and they're not happy. They're never satisfied. They're never happy. You assume they must be happy with the glory, but the only way to get that glory is to basically be unhappy. Yeah, and like it's it, the irony of it. It did make for a great documentary. Oh, but yeah, I, I think I'm on my fourth time through once. I have to go. I haven't gone for the second one yet, but I do have to go in. Oh, that's great. Anyway, <clears throat> let's get back to the lecture. Um, <laughs> why is it so hard to make changes? Um, the animals drive for survival and um, preservation means it wants everything to stay where it is because that's safe, known, and secure. So this means no reflection, no uncertainty, no change. We do not want to open a can of worms. Mm -hmm. That's why people won't go to therapy. That's why people won't start hitting the gym. That's why we live, most people live in denial of something. Like, you know, even us will be in denial about parts of our life that we're pretending are fine. and they're Definitely not. No, no. (laughs) It's cool. I don't need to worry about that. I don't have any friends. It's fine. Um, Go on in. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this is why there's pain associated with any change. This is why it's difficult because the animal just wants just it's like leave it alone. Yeah. Don't open the can of worms. We're okay. We're surviving. We're doing fine. Um, so it's more effective to make your animal an ally and you work with its drives to figure out how to enjoy the process mm-hmm. instead of the prize. Um, and that's you have to work with it. You can't kill it. You can't fight it. Um you have to work with it because getting the prize is anticlimactic anyway. Mm-hmm. And I think anyone who's even like, I always come back to Victoria Pendleton when she was talking about, um, obviously she'd broken the world record. I think she's got two world records. Yeah. <laughs> she's a cyclist. Isn't she? I, yeah. And yeah. she'll still get emotional and upset at the fact that she could have been, she could have broken the record by more time. Mm. And, you know, this is years after she's retired and she still has that yeah. upset about it. And I I just think, yeah, the medal. Mm. I think when they get there, they go, wow, this really isn't. And, it, yeah. and that, that's what I was saying, like that you have to learn that, though. You have to go and get what you think you want. Yeah. You have to get the money, the job, the the wife, I suppose, the family and all that sort of stuff. And then look at it and think, yeah, that, that bit's important. That bit's not. That was worth it. That bit isn't. Like, it's nice now to leave it where it is. But because because what we watch on social media, a lot of the time it's people who have credibility, let's say. Yeah. Muggins over here has zero credibility. <laughs> <laughs> we look at famous people who are rich and famous because that's our barometer. If they're yeah. rich and famous, they must know something, right? Must know. Um, and so we listen to them. But they're already rich and famous and they're telling you and talking this bollocks of like oh yeah don't worry about it don't worry about money don't worry about fame it's crap oh no don't worry about it. you yeah. don't want it it's crap it's crap and promise you it's crap is it though because yeah. I, I don't know like <laughs> like 
you only know that because you've done it. Yeah, yeah. And it's that's the people we watch. So I think that's how it gets into our heads mm. that oh, fame and money—that's the thing to get. Um, but he, despite all the people on that side of the fence saying, "Yeah, it's not that great, lads." Yeah, and even the people who took their own lives because of it, yeah, and we're still like after it. Yeah, it was still like, oh, yeah, it still looks good though. I reckon. Deadly, yeah. <laughs> they look so happy <laughs> for the ten seconds on Instagram. Yeah. Um, so it's a fleeting feeling, anyway. Um, and there was just an example here. Um, if you wrap your identity in the goal itself instead of the requisite values and beliefs, people are prepared to die trying to achieve the goal. Mm. Um, and they call it summit fever. So it happened in 1996, where eight really experienced um, expeditionists. Is that how yeah, you say it? Yeah. Um, on your first attempt at the, whatever word it was. Back. Which, oh, back of the side. Um, yeah, on Mount Everest, they uh, died despite all the warnings and the weather warnings and like yeah. they weren't going to go and they were telling them not to go. They still went up. Um, I think you do that. If, like, I have this thing in my head that you do it. If people have been told If I didn't you, have kids, if I didn't have kids. Oh, no, yeah. No, I'll be a dead side. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you go, <laughs> weather, weather. weather. Put an extra layer on. Um, yeah, so they term it summit fever. Um, because people were trying to figure out why would they do such a thing? Um, I would argue it's the animal because they, mm. they, the human was saying the weather's shit. Don't do it. It's not worth it. It's basically what I say people leave your ego out of it. That's what they yeah. do. Leave your ego at the door or whatever, as if that's possible. Um, but it's the animal. They, it gets so wrapped up in, I have to achieve that goal because that's my identity. Mm. So I would rather die than not achieve it. Um, and so they'll go ahead and, and die trying to achieve it. So it's just a warning more than anything. Um, yeah, because you, you don't climb yeah, mountains. Don't do that. Just claim requisite values and beliefs. Like, because um, my mate, my mate did this with um, competing once, um, and this is just almost a cliche. This kind of a story, but um, he was competing. I think I think he just I think he was still white belt, but he was high white belt. Um, mm. and he was competing, and he was looking forward to it, and he was training a shit ton and getting in good shape and coming up with a plan and all that. And then someone was Matt returning him and they broke his foot sure. or nearly broke it. I think it's something to it where he could basically couldn't do anything. Um, and he was gutted that he was going to miss the competition because it was a week out or whatever. Mm. And I was kind of just saying to him, but it wasn't really the goal anyway. It didn't matter that you were competing because it, did, it who cares whether yeah. you won or lost it. Ultimately it's, that's just feedback on all the effort you've put in. You've got better at jujitsu. Mm-hmm. You've gotten more fit. That's what you really wanted to do. It's just you needed that goal to motivate your animal, didn't you? Um, but you're still you're still that good. Mm. You're still that fit. It's yeah. just, you know, you um It's true a- though. It's the camp that, you know, the training leading up to it is the part for yeah, you know, you take away from really. Yeah, exactly. But um yeah, just as a little side note, I wanted to point out the cruel joke of of just existing as a human. Right. Um, okay. Yeah, it's just great. The way I look at it is like nature was doing its thing and then suddenly the human mind evolved and just became conscious of what nature was doing. Mm. So as far as we're aware, it's really our brains are the only things that are aware of itself and like what, what nature is doing. Yeah. Um, so our nature drive, this is one of the, like, I think it's so unfortunate. Our nature drives us to eat other animals, but our human mind makes us feel compassion and guilt for doing it. Yeah. That's it's just a cruel yeah. joke. Isn't it? it is. Yeah. And it's, I suppose it's for some people the eternal struggle, isn't it? Yeah, it's one of them. Because um, I mean, if you ever hear about people working in abattoirs, mm. and it's just like, oh that god, sounds fucking horrific. And yeah. they like they went off meat and they couldn't eat it anymore, just out of 
the horror of it. Um, another cruel joke is we'll die. And as far as we know, we're the only animals who know this about ourselves. Mm. And you could argue that's such a fundamental piece of knowledge that we suddenly realize, oh my God, we're going to die. That it, it kind of just changes your life. Like it's a life altering bit of information. And it, it is. Yeah. We still don't really know what to do with it. So but we kind of just pretend it's not real. But you know the way they say like animals uh, will go away on their own to die. Yeah. So on that point, they know they're going to die. Or, yeah, well, I, I suppose it's what you mean by no. Yeah. Because it's kind of like there's a there seems to be a system or a mechanism. Well, this is obviously a different view. It's a different philosophical view. Um, but there's a mechanism where they it just makes them move away from the crowd. From the crowd, so maybe yeah. they get depressed and want to be on their own. Jeez, I know so that feeling. Like, that's kind of, um, maybe they, yeah. So they, they get this emotion where they're depressed, drives them to go and be on their own. So they go off in the corner and, that's and they then die. they die. It's not because the animal knows it's going to die. But yeah. Yeah. That's a cruel one. Um, um, another cruel one is our, our human wants utopia and our animal drives us all emotionally to seek it because mm. we want utopia. Um, but then the animal prevents us from getting there. It's so, isn't it? It's just this eternal cycle. Um, and this is the really happy. Uh, it's tragic. And I think this is why there's so much suffering yeah. to existence. Yeah. Um, yeah. So on that happy note, Jeez. Uh, and this is the worst part of it. This Yay. is my favorite bit. Ignorance was bliss. Yeah. Um, the toothpaste is out the tube. Yeah. Um, and so now there's the only way forward is through it. So mm. you have you have to come to terms with now because it's not like we can just pretend anymore. But if you met those people that are very um not shelter is not the right word actually because you know but but ignorant about a lot of things and happy yeah, in yeah, it naive. though like oh yeah you know yeah, that like perhaps. it's like the option it's not even leave because they know what they're doing it's like the option is there for them to be uh, you know. Um, alone in this ignorance and they're happy that they're there and they're happy to be there mm. and they'll you can speak to them about stuff but it'll just yeah well there's there's two them. ways i think i because i often think this about me and my brother i feel like he he's got he's just not satisfied as such but he's like yeah he's just got a really stoic kind of like yeah, yeah, yeah. The way it is. Like yeah, what about this? Nah. I wish it was like that. He's just like sometimes he has little wobblers. Right. Like when he's yeah. like a significant age or something happens and he'll have a little wobbler for a bit and he'll be like, Oh Jesus, you really are. You know, like this sort of thing, and it'll be like deep conversation. But on the whole, he's just like, meh. Yeah. Now I don't have that brain, unfortunately. Mm. I wish I did. Yeah. Because it would be handy, It'd wouldn't be it? Nice, just to yeah. be like, stop, stop thinking about stuff. Yeah. Cool. Wish I'd thought of that. Um, but it seems I'm I'm having to go the long way around for whatever reason, yeah. whether it's genetic, whether it's light environment, whatever. I'm having to go the long way around yeah. to the point where you look at all the shit bits and then come to terms with them, and then eventually you can reach the kind of meh. Yeah. And I'd like to think I'll be there, like maybe fifties, sixties, kind of like yeah, yeah, just the way it is. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, but I, I mean, I notice a little bit like when I speak to because I obviously work with a, such a wide range of ages. If there's like a young one, like 18, 19, and like their their problems are so, um, they're so not problems yeah. when you're in your 30s. Well, yeah, of course. It's yeah. almost hilarious. But you kind of, you've still got the wisdom to be like, yeah, but they don't know that. No, of course. So instead of going like, that's not a real problem. Yeah. Do you want real problems? I'll give you real problems. First world problems. Yeah. <laughs> and instead it's like, 
yeah, that's pretty shit, man. Yeah. Have you thought about this? Well, what about that? You know, I'm probably trying to help them solve it or, you know, just letting them talk or whatever and taking it seriously. Yeah. Because oh, to them, it is serious. Yeah. So I, I'd like to think you kind of gain that wisdom in your 30s. And eventually I'll be able to even do that with my own animal. Just be like, yeah, that's really shit, that animate. Yeah. Ah, well, let's get on got, with it. I've got 99 problems, but yes. Yeah. Listen, I'll do the little thing with that, yeah. my thing. All right. If you want to follow us for some strange reason, um, you can find us at uh, Lucky Works uh, podcast, no Lucky Works Co podcast on Facebook, and then Lucky Works uh, Co on uh, Instagram. We will be getting more, won't we? Be getting more active on that, won't we? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we've got to do a bit more yeah, on it, just yeah, because yeah. people, you know, for for stuff. But we'll see. Down, like you know, I say we. He has to do it. I've got this my own problem, problems. Yeah. I'm trying. But... Yeah, he's getting. He's doing his best. But listen, if you want to follow us, find us there. Back to the show. Yeah, I get more. I'll try and get more active. Yeah. You're dead right, and I'm well aware of it. But um, kind of the focus is the podcast at the minute. Yeah, there's and then, more. It's... And then eventually, when there's more than two or three people listening, yeah, then yeah, there's more than two or three. From self-respect, isn't it? <laughs> it's just our mum. Yeah. Um, yeah. So isn't all this just a bit esoteric? Why bother with the struggle and pain? What's the point? Aren't you just overthinking it all? Um, I think there's two important reasons to to give a fuck and go through the pain. You'll get pain and struggle either way. It's just baked into, as we just talked about, it's baked into the cake mm. of human existence. It's There's struggle regardless. We will find it. That's how intrinsic it is. We'll go and find struggle for mm. the sake of it. You could argue that's what's happening in the West. So we haven't got real problems. So now we're going to argue about, mm. you know, gender and race again, because we yeah. haven't, we're not worrying about food. We're not worrying about you know war at the moment so it's you kind of like hmm what else can we fix yeah. Where, what are the other problems um so you'll get it anyway so the next question is which pain do you want um and it's mark manson his book you know the subtle art of not giving a fuck yeah is he, he really it's charles no i don't know if it's that's his real name but he he was heavy into mark manson um marilyn manson um was he yeah so i don't know okay. if it's a stage name or if it's a real name or, or whatever or just a coincidence but um he talks about that i think he describes it as um like a shit sandwich so you just have to decide what flavor of shit you want that's right. kind of what this is Brilliant. um so what do you want do you want the binge and bliss life mm-hmm. which is kind of the chase and highs life now i would argue the long-term pain of that life is loneliness depression regret and nihilism um which are all pretty shit feelings all my because yeah <laughs> Like a little pick and mix of the best. Um, I think they're the long term. Obviously, I'm talking when you take it to extremes. Like that's yeah. all you do with your life. Because, and the reason you end up with the loneliness, depression, regret, and nihilism is because your relationships suffer, your health suffers, your mental health suffers mm-hmm. because you're not looking after yourself, you're not moving enough. Um, and then there's what I've called the lucky works way. Oh, nice. I knew you'd like we it. We found um, a way. The short term pain of work and personal growth. Um, gives you long-term satisfaction of meaning and purpose in your life. So like I've said before, this isn't about happy. Mm-hmm. Um, this is about satisfaction and meaning and feel like, yeah, I'm pleased with this. Yeah. Um, which, you know, I mean, that isn't, that isn't a great selling point <laughs> to just look at your life and go, yeah, that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> but, but honestly, that's, I think that's a better thing to aim for than these extreme highs and yeah. extreme lows. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on that? No, no, I agree because there is that, like, um, it's like we were saying earlier on, like, it's the, the rush for the instant gratification, things mm. like that. Like, and it, it, look, when we do have an extreme high, and I'm talking, yeah. this isn't like, uh, bipolar, <laughs> but this is like, you know, like an extreme high of, of something like finishing a gold achievement. Yeah, 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 something like that. It is lovely. Yeah. 
But chasing that every day <laughs> would be absolutely terrible and exhausting and, and probably would lead to depression. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Because yeah. if, if you can't get there, you're going to be knocked down over and over again. Mm. It's There's no other way that you'd feel other than sadness and depression yeah, and things. Yeah. So I, I think, yeah, to... to to look for you're still those. chasing highs. That's yeah, the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if that's all you're focusing on and you should feel great all the time and yeah. you should pretend... Because if the animal is in a shit mood, the, the instinct is to be like, no, no, just ignore it. Yeah. Pretend it's not happening. And that just sort of just makes it worse. Yeah. Um. So that's the first reason. And it's just going to get pain either way. So you've got the bis and blinge. Sorry. That's <laughs> deadly word. Blinge. blinge. You've got the blinge lifestyle. Yeah, the blinge. like a disease. Yeah, we like that. The blinge lifestyle. <laughs> or the lucky words lifestyle. Um, and then the second reason, and I think this is more important, this is sort of more than moral obligation of why this is worth it. You need to protect yourself. And more importantly, you need to protect other people mm. from your animal. Um, because the animal is just, it's so destructive if it's not controlled or contained, mm. just, and just like any other animal, like a pet or, you know, an aggressive dog or whatever it might be. And I'm not just talking about angry outbursts or physical confrontations. This is more about long-term relationships with loved ones, partners, friends, and children, particularly children, because yeah. it, it really hits home when you have kids. It's like, yeah, it really, if you're a dick and you haven't got emotional control, you're going to do so much damage yeah. to them kids, those defenseless kids. So it, it really matters. But um, <clears throat> so I'll go through a couple of examples of what I'm kind of talking about. Um, so say you have a bad disagreement with a friend. Your animal starts to feed your bullshit almost immediately. Yeah. And it makes inaccurate, implicit assumptions and fabricates stories that are untrue. And this makes you the good guy and they're the bad guy. Mm. That's why it does it. Yeah. Immediately. You've had an agreement to, ah, oh, it's because they're fucking this yeah. and that. Because they're the fucking Trump hat and all that. It's because they're this or it's, you know, because they're a hippie or whatever. Um, and these un- unspoken assumptions and stories that we automatically do, they fester, snowball, and ultimately rot away at relationships. Mm. And you see it all the time in working relationships, particularly because it's so much harder to say stuff in a yeah. work in a working environment. Because in an intimate environment, you can go around and have coffee and chat a bit and and, mm. and and air it out and figure it out. In a work environment, there aren't many mechanisms set up traditionally to just have a chat. Yeah. And like, right, you're doing this and and this is how I interpreted it. Is that accurate? You know, you know I heard you said this about me. I don't remember saying that. Mm. Can we go, can we talk about it? Can yeah. Just go through it. And it's uncomfortable and it's of awkward, course. but it avoids this. Because um, you, you just need that difficult conversation in any relationship. Just have a little chat and it's uncomfortable but it makes the relationship stronger because there's that thing in a relationship more so this, this example would be, but it's like, Oh, this person, your partner said this, but that was like when she did this, or that was like when he did this and you go back, 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 back. And so like everything then, and then I've never done anything wrong. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This is all them. (laughs) I I knew it. I I knew knew you were right. I knew it's the same thing that the news uses. It's like, mate, you were right. And look what they're fucking doing now. Uh, it's the same thing in relationships, and you'll kind of notice it. I don't know if you've ever been around a couple when they've been arguing. Oh God! It's so oh my Lord! Because they'll kick off, yeah, and say, "Say it's over nothing." Mm. Say it's let's pick something. Say they've beeped at someone, yeah, or whatever, and then the missus kicks up a fuss and says, "You're always doing this. You're always getting angry," and they just kick it off back and forth. And you're sat in the back, and you're like, "God, this um." 
This isn't about the beep, is it? <laughs> yeah, this has nothing to do with the beep. This isn't the beep. That's is the it? trigger. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so comfortable in that. Oh, it's awful. And again, it's another reason to get your animal under control. Because mm. you're just going to, people aren't going to want to hang out with you then. No, of course. The, the couple, as a couple, they're not going to, like <laughs> my other mates, he, um, he, um, he doesn't allow himself to get in scenarios. So he doesn't do double dates. Oh, he okay. does not allow them yeah. because he he's so anti that feeling yeah. of of awkwardness. He won't even put himself in those positions. Yeah, I get that. It's so yeah. It's like nice. It's a good way to do it. Um, so the pain of the conversation, that's the fear of being rejected from the tribe. Mm. So that's why we're like, oh, just just don't rock the boat. Just leave it the way it is. Um, but ironically, if you take the risk to have the difficult conversation you end up feeling more supported, safer, and more part of the tribe. Because if, if you've had these conversations with friends and you've been like, right, you said this a while ago and this annoyed me because of this. And it was like, well, that's not what I meant though. Mm. This is what I meant. This is what I was saying. And then they just go, oh, wait. And then you're like, oh, can we be friends again? Yeah. <laughs> um, another example, this is coming back to the kids thing. Um, say your kid keeps doing behavior that you want them to stop. So it's things like, I've told you not to do that. I've told you that before. Why are you doing it again? Your animal's like, oh, they're doing this on purpose. Mm. They know. I've told them. Yeah. They know what they're doing. And then the animal is just feeding you bullshit. And it's like, yeah, they're doing this on yeah. purpose. I've got to punish them. I've got to do something. In reality, the toddler either lacks the capacity to remember the behavior is bad mm. and bad by your definition. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, or the behavior is instinctive. And without fully developed human, they can't prevent the behavior. Mm -hmm. So Oscar's taken to suck in his thumb. And like, I try and limit it, but it's almost a joke between us now. Yeah. So I walk in and go, I'll hear the little, the little pop <laughs> as it comes out and he'll kind of look at me. I'll be like, it's the afternoon, dude. Yeah. When are you supposed to be doing that in the morning or, you know, whenever. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, I know he can't help it. No, no. And it's no. like, at least it's not a dummy. And it's like, yeah. he'll figure it out. Like if he did that in school, the kids will rip him. So yeah, he'll suddenly true, yeah, stop. Yeah. So we don't have to worry about yeah. it. Um, and coming back to the, the instinctive behaviors, most adults can't prevent their instinctive well, yeah. behaviors. So bite my nails. We, yeah. We're sitting there with a four year old going like, hmm, yeah. yeah, you should stop doing that. Yeah, and I'm now. Uh, my, I don't have any nails on my hands anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and it's knowing about this model is where it makes you a better parent because you know, you're dealing with an animal. You're not dealing with a human. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so with the animal's suggestions of like, oh, they're doing this on purpose. You get anger, admonishment, punishment, and then repeated cycles of that is one of the best ways to traumatize a kid. Mm. Now it's only it's only little T trauma. It's not you, you big ones. Yeah. But you do that over and over and over. Constant little criticisms. Do this. You're doing this wrong. You're doing that wrong. You're doing that wrong. That's how you get an overthinking adult. Yeah. Anxiety. Because they're yeah. constantly like, Am I doing this right? Is yeah. this perfect? Is that perfect? And you become a perfectionist because that's the only way you were going to get your parents' love. And all they were doing were little criticisms. Told yeah. you that before. Don't do that. It's like you think it's nothing. So is it my parents' fault that I bite my nails? Because oh, they used to hundred because yeah, they every time I bit my nails, stop biting your nails. And right, I had a girlfriend before, and she give, she she said it once, and I was like, don't ever say that. I was like, you're not, you're not my mother. Yeah. It's a, a scene from The Godfather. <laughs> don't ask me about my business. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean it's it's easy. It is easy to say, oh, it's all the parents' fault, and it's I, not, but it is a, a, a large amount is to do with them because mm. you're in such an informative stage. Yeah. You are a sponge and they are gods mm. as far as you're concerned. They're the center of the world. Whatever they say is right. And so it does have a, a lasting impact. 
But blaming them, waste of time. Yeah, yeah. Who gives a shit? Like <laughs> n- now it's your problem. You figure it out. You yeah. pay for the therapy. You figure it out. And then just try not to repeat the cycle. That's mm-hmm. the best we can hope for. Going back and being angry at the parents. Obviously, you've got to go through that stage. I think everyone eventually, depending on how they were raised, they go through that stage where they're angry. Yeah. And you need to process it and you need to deal with it. But you've also got to understand the generation that your parents came from. Very different generation. It was kind of kids should be seen and not heard. Yeah, yeah. You don't you don't deal with emotions. And you certainly don't have open and honest, painful conversations, yeah. especially with your kids. Like, I don't know if you might try to have one with my mom once. It didn't go well. Yeah. So I've kind of, I'm, I'm, I, I just don't do it. I accept them for who they are. This is how it's going to be. And I've kind of let go of that fantasy yeah. of, yeah, yeah. oh, one day they'll just, they'll just suddenly be really into no, talking I, about I, philosophy and emotions and like they want yeah. to have those chats, but, but they don't uh, particularly, not that they, they're not able to do that with other people, but you're too emotionally involved. There's, yeah. there's too much history that hasn't been dealt with. You're only going to trigger each other. So what's the point? You know, that sort of thing. So yeah. there's no point. There's no benefit to blaming them other than you're, you feel empowered that it was all their fault and you get to just solve yourself. I've been looking off with, you know, um, fact that the the mental health thing became a factor of it. Like I could, I think I could always have um, more deeper, meaningful Mm. chats with my mom. And when I um, became like unwell, I was able to talk about it because we were always open with each other, I was so much easier to talk about. I was so much more comfortable. Mm. Now, my dad was a different thing then. And when the, the mental health became a thing, um, I started talking to him about that. Mm-hmm. And I knew he was uncomfortable yeah. at, the, at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say he was slightly on the fence about mental health. Like mm-hmm. he wasn't sure of, like he didn't read up about it or anything like that. But like once I started talking to him a bit more, it became more comfortable. And it, you know, I approached him a bit more about it. And because at the start, when you see like your dad is uncomfortable, you're like, I don't know if I want to continue. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah. you know, it's not like he, he was being supportive, but he just didn't know how to no. be, you know. Because you didn't. Well, yeah, of course. Who, who yeah. taught him how to yeah, do that? Yeah, of course. Where would you ever really, learn about that? Yeah. Like, um, I mean, I, like your mum is obviously quite feminine. Like, um, mm. so, and the feminine nature, they know how to experience emotion and they know how to process them or is the masculine energy we're not we're not we're not very good at it like yeah. we're not we're not the best at it like partly through evolution and partly just i mean yeah i think it's evolution mainly um and you just how to practice and we experience emotions differently mm. from women um and so they're just great at it yeah, yeah. They just get it they know how to process it through so when you're having an emotional challenge uh, the feminine is much better at it yeah, but yeah. you can have that feminine in women and you're going to have the feminine in oh, yeah, like, course, It's yeah, the yeah. energy more than the the gender. But anyway, um, that's like a disclaimer there, just to mm. ease it in. Um, yeah, I, I, there was a girl I was working with um, a while back. She started going to therapy. And um, her dad called her a psycho for going oh, to therapy. Christ. So that, that's cool. So it's like, Perfect. oh, yeah, so... That's confirmation that you need therapy. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, coming back to the the child example. Um, so as I say, like the the animal, you know, I told you this before. You know what you're doing. Why are you still doing it? Mm-hmm. Um, admonishment, punishment, repeated cycles, trauma. Whereas the human, on the other hand, and I have to do this. I we laugh. Me and Matt laugh. Like I'll say, Oscar, don't do that, and then I go, actually, mate, just do what you want. Yeah. Like, I'm that's, I'm just being grumpy. Sorry, yeah. mate. You you're a kid. Do it, enjoy, enjoy it. it. Yeah, like yeah. it doesn't matter. Um, so my, 
kind of what I started saying to myself, who's the fucking idiot here? Is it the grown adult yeah. or is it the three-year-old that you've decided is a small misbehaving adult? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's the idiot? Um, yeah, so this is why I think that I mean, these two big reasons, this is why I think the effort to learn and implement this model is so important. It's the damage that you can do to yourself, but more importantly, it's the damage that you can end up doing to other people. I, I think there's just a moral obligation to be cognizant of this um, model and to just improve yourself because you'll be better for everyone else around it. Um, <clears throat> so what does an out of shape animal look like? So how do you know your animals sort of more in control than your human and, and you know, that sort of stuff. So you rise to provocations all the time and you just can't let it go. Mm. Um, not being able to take a joke, taking things that happen to you personally. So it's like a, it's a personal attack on yeah. me um small annoyances can ruin your whole day like it could be going great one small thing happens there you go yeah uh not obviously not sleeping well now there's obviously a lot of reasons people don't sleep well but it's just an indicator that there's something bothering the animal um nearly constant or harsh negative self-talk that Mm -hmm. that's one of my big ones um angry outbursts that you often later regret and you're like i shouldn't have done that um and impulsive behaviors that you can't control yeah so it's like there's one thing having self-indulgence to me like ah go on i'll have it and then there's one like where you just just comb in the house yeah, yeah. <laughs> for whatever is sugar in it, it. Uh, it's that sort of like oh there's a red flag so this isn't like a your animal's out of shape there's nothing you can do to do for it yeah. once you figure it out it's done i'm more pointing out red flags yeah, so yeah. even i'll still have like the impulsive behaviors where it's just like i'm just i need to i need to eat yeah. and I'll, I'll notice that urge and i'll be like Okay, that's a red flag. Yeah. Something's up. What am I what am I neglecting? What am I not doing at the moment? You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, any thoughts? Any of those resonate with you? Yeah, no, I, I was looking at the um small annoyances thing. I, I think that's very huge with me, mm-hmm. I would say, and mm-hmm. you know that. Mm-hmm. Um uh the other stuff not so much. I like not sleeping well, I'm sleeping I sleep all right, but like um, negative small self talk being yeah. another one, like not that's as much probably yeah. as you, because you do have you seem oh, to have a lot huge, like yeah. but yeah, like um, uh, I wouldn't say angry outbursts or impulsive impulsive no. behaviors would be linked to bipolar disorder. I would yeah. imagine, but but the the yeah small annoyances, you know, like a bit of chalk on the mats in in, uh, in work. Nope, oh, damn it, that's it. Day ruined. <laughs> Even a bit of water. You've had a, you've said something about a bit of water being on the floor. Oh, in, in livid. the toilets. Oh, livid. And I'm like. Well, could have easily been me when I. <laughs> oh no, it's you for sure. Yeah, like just dripping. Your on animal hands. is in at work when you're washing your hands. Yeah, <laughs> just really tense. Like, oh. You're like having a bath in the sink or something. I don't know what is happening. Yeah, I remember once I was cleaning my gum shield, and you were like, "You're cleaning that as if I wore it." <laughs> like, yeah, well, yeah, you do, you do. Welcome yeah, you to perfectionism. Yeah. Um, yeah, the negative self-talk. I mean, yeah. just as a little side note, what one of the ways I found quite useful of dealing with this is to have obviously notes ready on your phone because it's something you got to focus on like pick a day or a week and be like right today i'm going to focus on noticing this hear a bit of negative self-talk and then write it down okay that's the first step and then when you're journaling taking a minute to yourself whatever it might be just counter argument okay just write out ways it's not true yeah write out like really pick it apart feel as if an enemy had said to you this and then just defend yourself mm. and then write it out that way. And then next time that, because it's, it's patterns. The animal's all about patterns. It's the same negative self-talk. It's the same comments. It's the same hangups. And the more you can counter argue and be like, well, 
yeah, but what about this? What about this evidence that it's not true? And and repetition over time, eventually it will be like, it won't be a hang up anymore. Yeah. Um, that's just a little side note. Yeah, of, that's of, interesting. Of yeah, yeah. Obviously we'll go in more detail about that sort of stuff, but it's just a handy yeah. kind of way to do it. So how do I domesticate my animal? As we said at the start, it starts with humility. You have to admit and accept that you don't know everything mm-hmm. and you're not dead smart. Like one of the nicest ways I've um, heard it said is, if you're so smart, why aren't you happy? Yeah. But it's just like, it's so <laughs> true. Like there's so many smart people who would just sit and there's an arrogance of like, I'm just too smart for all that. Like, so I can't that though. But it's natural. It's natural because yeah. it's a defense. Okay. Yeah. It's the animal going, you don't need to know that. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a way of don't open that can of worms. You already know all that. Yeah. So you'll hear it slighted at, at psychology and philosophy and these sort of, um, they're not sciences, quite honestly. They're not sciences in the fundamental sort of materialistic terms. Yeah. They're not sciences. Um, and so you kind of, people are like, oh, this is all bullshit. It doesn't apply to me because of such and such. That's not important because it's such and yeah. such, you know, all that. And it's like, okay, cool. Yeah. Like, stop the conversation. There's no point. There's no, no humility idea, there. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. Um, so because without humility, there is no growth. Um, and that's why most people don't want to do this sort of shit, mm-hmm. even to the point where, they'll start on a new medication because their blood pressure, cholesterol, or whatever it might be, they still don't want to change the behavior. Yeah, they'll just take the, the medicine as the yeah. way they're going to change. And, and I understand point. that that that's what my job is. Like that That's mm-hmm. the niche I serve is the people who aren't going to behavior change. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's why I don't uh, connect as much with the profession because this sort of stuff is where mm-hmm. the change is. But this is really hard and it's a tough sell. Yeah. Whereas pharmacies like, well, this this quite large group of the population they're not going to change behavior. They no. just want the medicines. It's like, okay, yeah. but you know, fair enough. It buys them time it, with their family. It does, you know, there's still, um, it's still an important role. Um, so start with self-awareness. And as we've just said, we are complete strangers to ourselves. And the goal is to get more conscious of mm-hmm. yourself and what's actually happening. Um, so an analogy I like to use is we might look a goldfish in a bowl and feel like for the fish that it's missing out on so much. Mm-hmm. But we have that psychological bowl around ourselves. Like if you don't look at any of this, you can just plod along and just shit will still happen. Shit will go wrong. Like we've said, there's levels to tits yeah. and things will go tits up and you won't have any idea why they went tits up, how to prevent them to happening again and how to deal with the emotions and the consequences mm-hmm. of things going tits up. And then from that, your animal will go, oh, this is just because people are this. This is just because the world is this. And protect yourself, protect yourself, protect yourself. And you become resentful and angry. And then you're alone (laughs) because no one wants to be around that. They want to be around people who've accepted and been through shit and they know how to process it. They know how to deal with it. And there's there's a depth to them. Um, So that's the downside of staying in that psychological bowl. Um, And there's great meaning in it. To, to go outside the psychological bowl and just think, fuck, this is quite scary. But, yeah. But then you start to see the advantages and it almost becomes addictive. Um, yeah. So introspection is you start asking questions. Um, and like, why did I make that decision? Why am I doing this now? Why do, you know, actively like what's happening now? Why am I doing it? Then there's retrospection. And that's where you're asking questions about any emotional event that's happened recently. Anything that stands out to you, like what happened? Why did it go badly? Why did it go well? Was the animal making the decisions? Were the human making, mm-hmm. like what was the last argument you had? Were two animals just screaming at each <laughs> other? What was the last nice interaction you had? Was it two humans supporting each mm-hmm. other and, and noticing each other? Because 
people just want to be seen and understood most of the time by someone else. Of course, and it's yeah, like yeah. you see you see the pain in them, and you say, "Yeah, that's proper shit." That. Yeah. Um, and that it, even that in itself is healing. So it's just doing those sorts of things, becoming more aware of what's happening and why you're doing it. Um, and and it's as I've said before, this isn't about like adding behaviors. Yeah. You're looking at what you're already doing. Okay. Because that's another bit of resistance. It's people are like, oh, fuck, I'm already trying to do this and this and this. Mm. And it's like, this isn't a new thing to add in. This is like going back to, all right, why am I doing what I, whatever I'm doing now? Why am I doing this? Yeah. Or why do I believe this? Or why is that the conclusion I've drawn? Is that accurate? What's it based on? Is it just based on, so let's take philosophies of relationships. It's based on your parents, a handful of people that you've briefly watched interact in their relationship because you don't see the ins and outs of their no, of course not. relationships yeah. in the home. The only ones you see like that are your parents. So that's that's your pretty much basic philosophy that you start mm-hmm. with if you sleepwalk life. Um, that's your basic philosophy is whatever your parents had and then whatever shite on some rom-com that you've watched. Yeah. And if you really think about it, that's that's it. That's all yeah, we have. That's most people's expectations. Yeah. yeah. And so that's what you have seeing what it's actually like with your with your parents, watching rom coms, seeing a few mates and how they get on with their, you know, missus or husband or whatever for the, you know, two hours you're with them at a mm. meal. And that's it. That's what you've based it on. Not unless you go and watch some sixties, seventies uh, British films. You know the kitchen sink dramas. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jesus Christ, they, those marriages and those relationships—that's what you're looking Gets at, that. folks. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's um. So it's just it's things like that, like sitting and thinking. Well, why do I think she or he should do this? Mm-hmm. Why do I think that is? Like, have I gone and studied it? Because most people just wing it. Yeah, we just go. Well, this will be the most important decision I make in my life is who to marry. I would argue it's 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 up there with top three, yeah, right? Of course, yeah. Um, but I'm just going to wing it. <laughs> Sweet. Well, yeah. Just dive in and figure it out and just white knuckle it. As opposed to like we wouldn't do that with our job. Yeah. Like if you were in it, like I took your job seriously, you know, I went and did a five-year degree. I'm constantly trying to learn, constantly trying to improve. Why don't I bring that? And this is my own conversation. Mm-hmm. Why don't I bring that attitude to my relationships? Yeah. Obviously, now I do, but that's where it starts. Is like, yeah, why don't I treat it like a job? Why don't I go and study it and see what the experts say and see what the people on the left say, what the people on the right say, what the ones who have a relationship that I think I want, mm-hmm. what do they say about it? Do they have an idea? Mm-hmm. Did they just get lucky? Because you do get yeah. people who just have a fantastic relationship. Oh, yeah. And you'll speak to them and say, oh, what's the secret to marriage? Um, Just, you know, just independence, I suppose. And it's like, sweet, well, I'll... Yeah. Like, you're sitting, there, you're sitting there with your notes and the word independence, like, yeah. Cool. No, that's I'll work for that then. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's just it's becoming more aware of what's already happening and already motivating. Um this is just a little side note. Some people find it beneficial to name their animals. So you see this a lot with famous people, so they'll have alter yeah. egos. Um, so you've kind of got like stage names. So David Bowie's a great example. Yeah. Like he had a lot of them and they changed over time. Bono, obviously, mm-hmm. Lady Gaga. Beyonce has Sasha Fierce. That's right, yeah. So she has that like alter ego and that that sort of thing. And even you have the Deagle. Yeah, but only you call me that. Which is the less wimpy, less feminist version of you, isn't it? Um, it's the Jiu-Jitsu guy. It kind of is, but it's named after a move that was done on me. So I don't know how... The Deagle. Yeah, John Francis did a move on me where he... The darts, me. No, no, he did. He, he was in the bottom and he lifted my... Um, 
foot, so my arm up, sorry, with his foot. Right. And it was a shoulder up, but it looked like I was an eagle. Oh, so well, you see in front of it. Right. What I thought it was, was because your first name's Derek and you like Khabib. Oh, and right. He's the eagle. That's better, actually. He's Khabib the eagle, isn't he? That's yeah, his, he that's is, his yeah. fight name. Which is another example of. I'll show, I'll show you the next time the submission. Nobody else has I done think, it. No, I think I know. I know. The know one, like, like, I think I felt it at some point. But um, yeah, I thought that's that's why I call you the D. Well, anyway, we'll because you're you're the dairy version of Khabib. Well, we'll say that. I mean, you're not obviously. No, I am. I'm good at getting I, the legs. I mean, the hips. I'm more. You don't. I was saying it the other day when we like I oppress you on them. You do oppress me on them. You're not the only one. Um, I now I've never settled on naming mine. I've never yeah. named it. I've tried, but I just... I, it's I just a weird thing to name I, just, I refer it to, like, the animal or the... You can't give yourself a nickname. Oh, no, but it's not a nickname. It's what you call it. But it seems like a nickname. If you don't tell anybody it. Like, this you, This is the thing, because... What, what, what I'm trying to... What I'm trying to get across is this is an entity that you have to treat as, yeah. a, as a separate entity. So you have to take it seriously. And okay, like, for some I, people, it helps naming Can them. I give you an example, then? Right, yeah, so, so Bono is not obviously not his name, okay? Isn't it? <laughs> he was born Bono. But in 1992, he wanted to be a different person on stage so he could, like, uh, mug off photographers and mm-hmm. go into the crowd and do all sorts of mad stuff. So he decided to, to call himself the fly, and he wore those big okay. mad shades that wrapped around. He had the leather and all that. Like, And when you when you watch that mm. compared to his the tour before and after, I wonder, was that? The animal oh, yeah. coming out like because it was a very strange what, it was class like protect him yeah, yeah, yeah. He, could do, sure. he could do a bit more shit yeah and get away with it because in his mind he was not Bono yeah. anymore you know yeah so I, I just thought no I, no I think you're dead right I mean you can feel it even with your podcast even with this when there's only a few people listening there's a vulnerability of mm-hmm. putting yourself out there and exposing your authentic self and then people go and I didn't like this but and you're like oh that's yeah. what you talk was it yeah. you know like there's yeah. that initial sort of like so if you're going Times that by millions of people listening to your music and buying yeah, it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, imagine yeah. the hate. There's always yeah. a percentage, but if you're authentic all the time and don't protect yourself from it and harden yourself from it, you've got to come up with something. Yeah. And that's why you come up with the names and the alter egos and that sort of thing was, is to protect the sort of more vulnerable mm-hmm. animal, if that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause it's also another thing to bear in mind is the human is much more mechanical, logical, scientific. The animal is 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 nature, so mm. it's you imagine it like a swirling entity that's moving a lot. It's not like it's just a thing. Yeah, it's just helpful sometimes to see it like a pet. Right. So yeah, like yeah. I'll mine is is sort of sometimes it's an animal, but if I need like self compassion and I need to be kind to myself, I'll see the child me, and a lot of the time it yeah. might be Oscar even, or because you know home videos of what you looked like as a kid. I, I see that in my head, and it's mm. like that's all you're dealing with. It's a child that just needs yeah. to be told it's okay. Um, and that's that's how I see it. But if I say if I'm beating myself up, then it's just like a dog or something, like that's just mm. barking at me and beating me up. And it's like, look, I know what you're trying to do. I know you're trying to protect me, but this isn't helpful. Yeah. yeah. You know, th- those sorts of things. And then if I need to push myself, this is what we were talking about earlier. Say if you need to kind of be, you need to push yourself and it's stopped making rational sense because mm. you've already worked out. You kind of need, I dig into this like slightly unhinged sort of like nutter. That's a little <laughs> bit like, just fucking do it. Yeah, yeah. And then you know, even your eyes change because rationality stopped working. So I'll be like, 
Yeah, that's fucking just yeah, because yeah, fucking why not? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. So it, it takes different forms. So it's just another way of thinking about it. Like it, it can be a kid, mm-hmm. you know, it could be the child you, it could be an, an actual pet that you imagine. And most people have a, you know, they're used to having dogs or whatever. Oh, yeah. So for them, yep. it's a dog, or you know, it's a little bit of an unhinged savage that's yeah. just there to call on. It's like your fifth gear, you know, whatever sixth gear if you've got a fancy car. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's just something to think about. I don't know if you like uh, when you think of the animal now. What have you started to to envisage, or have you, or is no, it a visual I, thing, or is there? A- yeah, I get that moments. I, I spoke to you about this before, but I get those moments where I just want to wreck something, like and, and, you know, no, no, but it's just more. It's just like, um, is it frustration? Or- yeah, yeah. It's like you know when you stub your toe, oh. you have that moment where you want to wreck whatever you stubbed your toe on. Yeah, I have that moment in in a in a room. Like it is frustration, or yeah. it's like sadness or that's or, an, that's another way i know I'm, I'm an idiot right yeah yeah. i do that all the time yeah but yeah do you yeah. i don't do that often but I, like but i know that feeling and i know that sometimes when i'm sitting in the room i might be watching a film and might be a bit bored at a film or something like that and i think to myself i'd love to wreck this room. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you, isn't it that's exactly what i'm describing that's the utopia right yeah, yeah. That utopia and we'll be there like it's a bit boring. Oh, I want to ruin this, oh, yeah. Oh, wreck something. Because I've got like is. instruments and drum kits, and I just imagine just just ruining everything. Yeah. But I, well, hopefully, I was just that, just that satisfaction. Just yeah, but imagine afterwards, it's just like I pay good money for that stuff. <laughs> it's just a shame. But yeah, you know. But it was fun. No, I'm, yeah, I've got like a little hang up like that where. um Say if I can, you get a sense. You know when you're meeting new people mm. and you sense that you're winning them over and it's going well and it's cool. My animal will just go. What if you did this? <laughs> what if you just? What if you just did this? What if I said and just ruined yeah. it all yeah. and just completely turned the tables and just. I think it's a hang up of you know that kind of unlikable thing, and it's that hang up of like, why don't we just skip the bit? But where you they, think you're unlikable. I know, but this is the hang up. This is what therapy's for. But I just I know courses and I yeah, and, this is what therapy. And it's funny that no matter how much we I can tell you or other people tell you, you're not going to believe no. that. No, I have like, to manage that. Yeah, there's, there's there's things that are deeply deeply ingrained from a very young age course, that, that yeah. is just one of your hang-ups and and you those you could manage but that's another part of it it's like that's just bad luck that's, do you not think though right because this is always so let me let me finish the thought okay, finish let that. me finish okay. the thought because it's kind of that's the luck part is you would just had that bit the work part is managing it mm. now there's other things that you've picked up later that you can quickly sort of like fix and deal with. And they're like, Oh, I was just wrong about that. That's mm-hmm. fine. And it's kind of knowing the difference between those two. Um, but with the unlikable bit, that's what I'm trying to do is, is cut out the middle of it when they learn, they won't like me. Okay. So it's like, my mind's going, ah, just cut out the the months and the weeks. Just, just do it now. Yeah. yeah just yeah. like, just put the handbrake on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just see what happens. <laughs> just ride, <laughs> ride the book and Bronco, man. No, I get, I, but the funny, this is the the thing that I, since you started talking about it, and I tried to tell you like it's not true, obviously. Mm. Look, lads and and girls in groups, um, will always look at. You're a handsome lad. You're well built. You know, you know, you look at you. You work, Yeah, you. But you worked hard for all this stuff. Yeah, right? but that's I'm, how I can kind of be calm. Is is like the effort I put in. But it's I, not think, like I, just... I, I think that that if that's. That's not unlikability. That's jealousy in a way. It's like like girls don't like a certain girl because she's very pretty looking mm. or something. They they hate her or whatever. Like mm. in inverted commas. I think some of it is that. I don't think it's like that in the gym now because when get people get to know you, it's different. But on on first sight, they're like handsome dude, big lad. He's gonna maul me. Let's give him a black eye. Yeah, 
Yeah. And that's what, um, the man's name. I don't uh, Ross. Yeah, that's yeah. what Ross said. It went because we were sitting at the side after we'd rolled because it was, um, one of the breaks where, you know, there's uneven number. And he was just like, yeah, I saw you come in. I was like, because the first time we met, and he was like, that guy's too good looking. Yeah. I'm going to give him a black eye. It's like, fresh out. <laughs> and, and I looked at him and went, hasn't it made me more good looking? Yeah, he looks cooler. <laughs> but Ross is a particularly honest guy. And and like that that's what other people would be thinking mm. until they actually get to know you. That, but that, yeah, that's yeah. the point. It's first impressions and jealousy of people who are more attractive or more intelligent like you know that's mm. the whole thing but attraction seems to be more of a problem for people and they think they're a good looking lad i'm not as good looking as him i don't like him yeah and, and i think it's it's a perfect combo in it because it's it's yeah. whatever happened in my childhood and then over the years i that'll happen yeah and i'll just the assumption is well you weren't liked here so that's why it's yeah, not yeah, like yeah, they're yeah. a bit standoffish of course, yeah it's just they're not like right he, he looks a bit threatening let's wait let's figure out who he is i'll just go oh it's because they don't like me and yeah. then it's just a self-propagating cycle then, you can just it? blame the english side that that's what i do in ireland okay that's yeah, what yeah. i do now it's yeah, just yeah. oh it's because i'm english and right. and such and such and such see and such. nobody well, has looked at me and said god he's very athletic and handsome so they don't care and then i don't have i don't think i don't have this from childhood that you were yeah yeah so yeah. i don't um don't worry about it. Obviously, you want people to. No, it's get just on. not a hang up. It's yeah, so it's, it's not, not there. Yeah. So I've never on initial contact. I'm not good at small talk, anxiety stuff like that. But once I get in, I feel very comfortable with people. Yeah, know? and it's just, I'd be the same. Martin's Martin's like that. Martin's yeah. always shocked, and I'm a little bit shocked. Like, like put me in a in a wedding with people I know. It like my kind of people. Yeah, yeah. and I'm the center of it. Yeah, and yeah, I, it, and yeah. I'll, I'll just chatting away, making jokes, getting on with everybody, chatting away. And it's almost like I've become this gregarious person. And Marta will look at me like, who the fuck is it? And I'll go, I don't have a fucking clue who this is. I don't know where this person's come from. There's and moments, where the fuck is he all the other time? But there's moments like that in jiu-jitsu as well. Yeah. Because when yeah. you let yourself into, you know, a couple of rolls in, everything's yeah. warmed up and it becomes less, probably a less of a, uh, an issue for you. Then. It, it's, that, it's that I'm less bothered that they don't well, like yeah, me. That, that's how I've learned to manage it. It's not that like, oh, they must like me. It's just kind of a, like, a, well, if they don't like me, they don't like me. Speak you know, up. like that Speak sort of thing. them up. <laughs> That's all you can do. That's man. another part that helps me in jiu-jitsu is I, I'm not like going after anybody. No. Do you know what I mean? I think no, they just make it all worse. Yes, <laughs> so it would make it worse, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. yeah. So meeting your animal. Um, where are we? Ah, we can do this. Yeah. I, we, you know, I thought this would be an hour. Yeah, um, it's nowhere near now. Still not hitting there, but it's hard enough. Yeah, we're not too far. Yeah. Um, so this is kind of meeting your animal. Um, so the three best ways of actually meeting your animal um, is journaling, exercising and mm-hmm. mindfulness um so these are all obviously difficult particularly at the beginning yeah um because the, the, it's the animals trying to protect you because this this is going to be painful in the mm-hmm. beginning um but eventually it does become quite nice and you're like yeah how are we feeling today what's up and you, you can almost reach a stage where it's like i'll sit and i'll go right what's up mm-hmm. what's your problem what do you need yeah. And it, you know, maybe an hour on your own, or maybe I need to go and do this, or whatever it might be. Um, so journaling is the least painful, I think, and it's the least painful, um, and it's the best place to start because it's the least painful. Um, it can be a stream of con of just consciousness, just mm-hmm. keep writing, just write, 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 and just see what happens, see what comes up. Um, or a a good way I've found is questions. So like prompt questions that yeah. you can just find online. So it's just you know, how can I better take care of my mental health and emotional well-being? 
what areas of my life do I want to focus on improving? What activities or experiences bring me the most joy? Like, it doesn't have to be writing about horrible things. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It can yeah. just be like, what do you like doing? Ah, bang, just start writing it out and just finding prompt questions mm-hmm. online. It's easy enough. And just start doing that. And, you know, try and try and make it a thing of going to a, a coffee shop, whatever, sitting on your own and just write away. Yeah. Or type away or talk away or do whatever, do how, however you want to do it. It's just a case of becoming more aware of and knowing yourself, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, exercise without podcasts or music. Okay. Yeah, do you journal? Uh, sometimes. I've got like a, a small notebook over there. And what mm. I do is I kind of write what I have to come up in the day or what I have to do in the day and, and, and stuff like that. And what happens is then it becomes an internal monologue where I'm like, do I, which part do I like here? Which part am I looking forward to? Mm. And which part do I need to kind of get through you Prep know for, yeah. yeah sometimes yeah. it's like jiu-jitsu maybe you're not up for it it's like all right i have to try and get so it's it's not quite journaling but it's mm. it's there's an internal monologue where i've just tried to walk myself through a day and try not be at ease with it like you yeah know, I sp- that's that. almost a combination of the journaling and mindfulness yeah it, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah you just kind of do it internally i just think but for some people particularly if you're more action oriented writing out writing, it's yeah, quite yeah. handy like i as you know i have fountain pen and i love yeah i, I love the the sort of flow of writing something. Yeah. So um, I could get benefit. you a quill and some ink for Christmas. <laughs> I saw one yesterday in Dublin. I was Did like, you? Imagine. Maybe I could up my knobness. Um, <laughs> yeah. So exercise without music or podcasts. Um, I've talked to Martin Costello about this. Oh, um, have you? Yeah. Because th- this is when you hear the inner bitch. Yeah, yeah. So I know Rogan, that's his sort of phrase, the inner bitch. Um, this is where you'll hear it. It's right. when you're pushing yourself physically. So what you're on a run or even not so much um jujitsu because you're kind of with another person and it's all that this is sort of when you're on your own training on your own so some of my highlights are like what if you get injured that's what my halfway through the run if you get injured and i mean like that's my big fear obviously it's you know probably one of the reasons a big reason i'm competing jujitsu yeah yeah the the, the reward versus the risk of getting injured forget it um especially with leg locks and all that shit now um yeah, what are you even bothering with this? Yeah, that's all right. Like you'll never, you'll never be this. You'll yeah. never, what, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you even doing here? Um, and then this run isn't even hard. It's yeah. not even worth it. This is a half run. Why are you even? You're not running, running? fast enough. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I found like this is where I kind of discovered this. Like, now David Goggins talks about like the governor. He kind of touches on this sort of stuff. It's like. That's where the phrase, and it's just hearing it and being like, because you can't hear it podcasts and music. That's how you get yeah. away from it. Yeah. Um, so you hear it and they'll repeat. It's the patterns. It's it's the the hang ups. It's mm-hmm. the same things in your own head. Like your animal has a particular style of how it whinges. Mm-hmm. Um, but I found once you can come up with a good counter argument, yeah, the animal will actually shut up. And then it's like, oh, he's he's not stopping. Yeah. And then it will come and find motivating reasons. Oh. Um, and that's what I found. So it's like, what if you get injured? Mine is like, well, I'll just, I'll learn more about the anatomy of where the injury is. Mm-hmm. So uh, in, the benefit is I'll learn, because like you do classic injuries, knees, hips, yeah. neck, uh, shoulder, shoulder, always have problems with my shoulders. And it's like, I know the anatomy of the shoulders, not inside out, but I know it way better than if I hadn't got injured. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Like I know all the rotary cuff muscles. Like I know how to work them. I know what exercise to do. I know what's happening. I know where the injuries are likely to be happening, all that stuff. So it's kind of like that. Shut that up. Yeah. Because it's an answer then. It's like, oh, okay. All right. Next one. Why are we bothering? You're never going to do this. Yeah. But I like doing it. And it's kind of handy for this, this, and this reason. All right. <laughs> and then it'll be like, well, this isn't even a hard run. And this is, this is one of my favorites. I just went, 
well, if it ain't that hard, why are you blowing out your ass then? Yeah. Why is your heart rate in the red? And it's like, okay, that's pretty simple. Yeah. Um, but then once you've done that, then the animal will be like, you'll be like, fuck, this is actually quite hard, this. And then, boom, it'll be like, yeah, but your legs are getting stronger. And it's like, oh, yeah, but your heart and lungs are getting stronger. And then it's like, oh, but, you know, you, oh, it's a BDNF. Your brain's releasing BDNF, which is like a feel-good yeah. sort of thing for the brain. I will research it. No, it is nice though. I like that. Um, but yeah. it's that kind of yeah. like um, um, those positive aspects yeah. that you've learned. But that's coming from the podcast and studying it. You kind of, you're like, oh, you know, I've heard this is good because of this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that can be actually quite helpful when you're in the thick of it. Um, now the black belt level shit for this is you can eventually, your animal will, will pop up and you'll hear it and it'll be like, I don't want to do this anymore. And uh, I can say, well, Go and get me a positive thought. Because you you and I both know we're not going to stop. Yeah. So go and get me a positive. Go and get me motivation. And then it will go and find the motivation. Wow. That's like that's years of doing course, this shit. Yeah, but yeah. You can do that. And yeah. I still regularly do it. Like on the bike in the morning, it's a plod. It's boring. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not, you're not, you're not high intensity. It's just like this is a stationary bike, by the way. Yeah, we're 25 minutes in. Yeah. It's like, Jesus Christ. And it's just like, and I'll go, oh hey, oh. <laughs> yeah. it's like fuck off and get me something positive and then it'll give me loads of positive reasons yeah. to do it. Um, so that's the exercise part of it without the podcast and the music. Um, and then meditation mm-hmm. now or mindfulness, you know, whichever you want yep. to call it. This is the most difficult by far. I, I it, This is the hardest sell um, and I wouldn't be the best salesman, but I'll give it a go. Um, I've never managed to achieve like that proper meditation. I don't think, you know, that like the gurus and like mm. the monks are talking about what I do is just an hour of solitude on my own. Okay. So you yeah. just sit on your own. No music, nothing. You're just sitting on your own in the quiet. Um, that's what, what I do. Um, and what I tend to do, it's more because I'm action orientated. It's kind of a, a mode. So it's like I'm working through my mental inbox. Yeah. So this is things like problems that are coming up, things that have been bugging me or annoying me or things I need to plan. And I can see things will sort of appear in your mind and then I'll decide then, do I want to wrestle with them now or do I just want to move on to the next thought? Like we'll, we'll deal with that later. Don't worry about that. You know, kind of work, just working through the shit in your life and how, if it's a particularly busy life, you're just working through the shit. Mm. Uh, so that's kind of what I do there. <clears throat> um, then after I've done that, depending on how big the problem is, obviously mm-hmm. the next stage kind of appears where I'll, just instinctively start to remember my values and my core beliefs and my identity. Like, who am I? What am I doing this for? And for me with the family, like, who am I doing it mm-hmm. for? Um, that's a big one. And that you can kind of feel yourself being like, yeah, that's, you know, remembering and like, this is what you're trying to do. This is who you are. This is, and then that's really helpful to kind of build your momentum and your resilience and all that sort of stuff. And then after that, after about 40 minutes or so, I've kind of noticed I've the space opens and that's when the gratitude comes in Mm. and the perspective and that's not me forcing it. It just bubbles up. And I think this is where, particularly with psychology, um, the, the study of it, they're trying to be taken more seriously as a science. Um, and as I, as we discussed, I just don't think it is. (laughs) It's, it's not, it's too, you're dealing with the animal in a lot of the studies and it's too irrational and we're too, hidden from ourselves. So a lot of the ways we study it, or I say we, a lot of the way people study it is they'll ask questions like, 
what makes you happy. Like the person <laughs> hasn't got a fucking clue. Yeah. You know, like, like a classic one is, um, it, are experiences better than material things that are making mm. you happy. And the, if you look at the studies on that, the questions they ask, they're very geared towards the, it's going to come up that your, the experiences make you happier right. because of the way they've worded the question. Cause it'll be like, you know, um, can you have, you know, think of a happy memory. It's never about buying the thing. No, of course not. Yeah. It's always about when someone asks you to remember something, it's going to be something that spiked an emotion. Yeah. And that's an experience, but they haven't talked about the really good investment you made in something yeah. that pays a little bit every single day. Yeah. So a car, for example, yeah. like, you, you like my one, I get to enjoy that all the time and I'm regularly getting into it and go, ah, this is nice. Yeah. Or you're driving the whole family around. You're like, I, I've provided this for them. I've given them yeah, a safe, yeah. nice car. This, you know, this is nice, but that's not a, that's not a, we went to Rome emotion yeah. spike. So yeah. I'm going to remember an experience. But if you ask me, well, how much joy does, has this brought you? It's like, well, that's a different question then, isn't it? Yeah. It's brought me little bits of joy constantly. And also I've maintained that buying things, if you buy nice, you know what I'm like with clothes, yeah. buy nice clothes, that sort of stuff. <clears throat> Wearing them is an experience. Yeah. So it elevates normal everyday experiences. So it's just more complicated. Yeah. And is, already yeah. you can see how hard it would be to actually test the hypothesis. Our experience is better than buying material yeah. things. Because for me, they both bring different things to the well, table. Yeah. I know people don't think about that. I, I, I'm I like a guitar for me or something or a book or yeah. gives me great joy you know exactly and i don't like going away so that's <laughs> yeah and that bit's part of knowing yourself isn't it um so it's just kind of like uh, that i want to highlight that coming back to this allowing the space for these good feelings because mm-hmm. um i think researchers they've decided like oh this group of people are, are what we've defined as happy which yeah. we've talked about is what even is that um and they'll look at the people who are happy and they'll see what habits they do and they practice gratitude a lot so quick maths, <laughs> we we decide if you practice gratitude, so we reverse engineer it. Yeah. If I just write down some nice stuff, I'll be happy. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. It just, it, it doesn't seem to work. I just don't think it works like yeah. that. I don't, and I don't think the kind of positive, happy things that we look for, if you, like the, the experiences and the feelings that we're looking for, if you pursue them for their own sake, I don't think you find them. Right. I honestly think you sort of stumble upon them. You know, I was talking about that, that cheesy, like movie moments. Thing. Yeah. You kind of, you just stumble upon them. Cause be, I, I'll talk, like talk about it with Marta, like, because we aren't at each other, because we're on the same team, which has taken a lot of effort. We don't have a horrible atmosphere. So the kids feel happy, happier, mm. and we feel happier. There's yeah. no, there's no tenseness. There's no anxiety. There's a happy, gentle atmosphere which allows the kids to play, which allows for these little movie moments yeah, to appear yeah, when yeah. You, you stumble upon it and you go, where the fuck did that come from? It's, but it's come from all the effort of you, you've removed all the shit that could get in the way of those moments. Um, so um, money's a good one. Mm-hmm. So um, money doesn't buy happiness. Classic. True, but it definitely reduces the stress that gets in the way of happiness. Yeah. And it, that's that's such a fucking different way of looking at it. Um, so the challenge, and especially nowadays, is creating that space because mm. there's so much busyness and noise. We don't have the time and the space to work through the bullshit in our heads. So we're just tense on edge all yeah. the time. 
we haven't worked it out. Whereas Martha and I know way more, obviously, because she gets all this shit all the mm. time. Bless her. Um, we know much more about ourselves. Yeah. We know what we need. We know what we don't need. Likes, dislikes. And so we can work with one another. We've learned one another. We're up, we know how to support one another, all that sort of shit. So we allow for the happy moments to happen. But all that's taken time and mm. effort and years and weeks and all this sort of stuff. So it's so hard to do now because yeah. now we're busy. Like, how do you say to the person who's doing 60 to 80 hours a week, kids, you know, hasn't even got time to hit the gym? Oh, yeah, you should sit down for an hour in the morning. Yeah. You're going to look at you and go, fuck off. Yeah. Like, you're probably right. But what am I going to yeah. do? Like, so it, it's the, it's just hard. And I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know where to start for you. Um, but so the, but it's important for this hour of solitude. So that's what I've called like the hour of solitude. It mm. isn't, isn't meditation and mindfulness as such. It's just because I think as soon as you put pressure on it, yeah, it's like, am I not thinking? Am I not thinking yet? Am I not thinking yet? You know, it's just yeah. pointless. So it's not a forced process. It, it can't be a forced process. That's why it became, right, you've got an hour, just sit down with no distraction yeah. and see what happens. That's all it is. And that's all it still is. Um, so it's, I don't focus on breathing. I don't try and do anything in particular. Um, and it's not the kind of like, you know, it's not the fucking airy fairy. Like, no, I know. Be like water and just yeah, yeah. whatever. It's not that. It's just sit there and don't do anything. Yeah. Um, and see what happens. Um, but that, that has been, so even though the journaling is great, the exercise is fantastic. They're both difficult, but not as difficult. This one has been the most special beneficial for me. Mm-hmm. Um, because the days that I do it, my resilience is through the roof. Um, all the things I was talking about, like an out of, out of shape animal, when you're pissed off, you're easily wound up, hang ups, anxious, all that shit just goes. Yeah. And it's, it's so hard to agitate the animal. It's just at peace. If you think of it like the animal, it's just in the corner chilling. Yeah. And that's, that's what it ends up happening when I've done this hour. Equally, that's only an N of one. Um, so, you know. Take it with a pinch of salt. Take it with a pinch of salt. Yeah, N01, and I'm no credibility. But um, it's one of those, I'm just saying, test it yourself. Yeah, of course, you have to try um, it. Like, it yeah. might work. I, I get mine from uh, from running, like my mindfulness, yeah. and, and uh, I that, get it from cleaning. And, that's the other thing. Yeah, yeah. You kind of do all three at once. Oh, yeah, you yeah. Figure it out yeah. where you can do them all at once. It's just places to start, really. But like, of course, yeah. have you, because obviously in your journey of trying to figure all this shit out, journaling exercise you know the classics mindfulness all that they all come up yeah and everyone kind of knows about them they know that's what they should be doing but you know who does it that sort of thing what what's been your experience with those yeah i mean my thing was exercise obviously Mm. whatever how many 10 12 years but um uh, i was very mindfulness to me was like Nonsense. Good luck. Yeah. It, oh, what, nonsense. You know, like. that's all I thought about. I just thought that's silly, like airy fairy kind of stuff. Yeah. Then I started doing the podcast and then I started like talking to people and um they weren't they weren't specific. Some were talking about meditation and sitting in the quiet room and I tried it and I've, I found it quite difficult to be honest. And I probably didn't give it enough of a go. But then when I realized what I was getting from other things, like like I say, running. Running is I was talking to Martin Costello, I think, about this as well, but like when I'm out running if I've got any issues or problems or, or, or whatever, like, you know, things that I'm worried about coming forward, I can think about them and kind of solve them when I'm running. Mm. When you get home, you don't just get like the runner's high, but you get that kind of, you get a kind of sense of relief from having peace. And- yeah. That hour uh, of, of just being out there in nature, you know, out on the bog mm. road there, there's no cars or anything. And you've, you've, maybe not solved things, but kind of work through things where you kind of, kind of deal with them a little bit better. And that, that's my, 
um, experience of, I suppose, mindfulness rather than meditation. But yeah. it's equally like, you know, equally as, I suppose, beneficial, really. Yeah. You know, I'd uh, say it's whichever. like you've chilled out the yeah. animal. Because, I mean, I I, I kind of came up with um, uh, bullshit, let's be honest, theory um, or a hypothesis of, of why, say, the likes of you and I, mm. I think our animals are very high maintenance. Yeah. Um, that's the luck part. We were just born with them through experiences, through genetics, whatever, the mishmash. And so mine needs exercise. It needs structure. And then it needs, you know, peace. It needs this. It needs so many mm. things just to be chill. Um, and yours seems to be the yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. What, I think what you're describing is basically the animal just sitting in the corner chilling because yeah. it's, it's had its time outside. It's gone for a run. Mm. It's, you know, we're, I think if you're looking at it from a, almost like a tribal point of view, you needed those people in the tribe because mm. we were the ones who were like, I can't just fucking sit around. Yeah. Like I've yeah. got to go out and do something yeah. like, do you want to, yeah, do you want to go wander around and try and find some food or whatever it yeah. might be? So the tribe has those people and it, there's people who bring different things mm. to the tribe. And well, I feel like we'd be the ones who are like, right, 6am, let's go, yeah. let's go do something. Um, we're not just chilling here all day. Um, and that's one of my theories on it. Our animals just need more. Yeah. It's more high maintenance. And that, that's another part of understanding yourself and getting to know your animal. Like, what does it need? Yeah. Maybe yeah. your animal doesn't need exercise, but it's worth a try. You yeah. Yeah. And try it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Um, Maybe your heart does. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, like with all of this, the biggest challenge with the philosophy and, and what we're talking about is evolutionary psychology, a lot of this. Um, it's mostly unverifiable. Mm -hmm. And like I was talking about with the scientific method, if you're trying to apply the materialistic, how everything it has to be measured, otherwise it's not real. Mm -hmm. That's the fundamental idea of science but at the moment anyway, um, or mainstream science. You can't verify these. So there's no test really mm -hmm. that we know of at this stage it's kind of like you've kind of got to just think which one makes the most sense so you end up using it's called um inductive okay. reasoning so deductive reasoning is more mathematical physics yeah. like this we know this for a fact we know this for a fact or as close as you know whatever you can get to it um so this is fact this conclusion is factually correct whereas with inductive reasoning it's the premises can be or the premises can be true, mm -hmm. but they're not they're not like factual as such. They're not like a strong true, if you see what I yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah. Even, even that in itself isn't scientific because it's not on off. It's more of an analog kind of like, well, so the kind of a like a kitty kind of example is a bag of marbles. If you've taken eight out, the fact is we know there's 10 or the truth is, let's say there's 10 marbles in the bag. Eight have just come out and they're all blue. Mm. So nine's probably going to be blue. Yeah, yeah. But we don't know for a fact. Yeah. So that, that's more inductive reasoning. So that's how you can approach philosophy and evolutionary psychology. Like Schrodinger's cat. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's up there. It's like those thought experiments where yeah. you play it out. You're like, well, okay, if that's the conclusion, so we've evolved our psychology. That's the conclusion. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... You start looking at the truths like, okay, well, yeah, we have evolved over time. So you have to take evolution or evolution as being true. Mm -hmm. So that's the premise of evolutionary psychology. So if we're happy that that's true, we move on to the next yeah. premise. And you work out, you work backwards from the conclusion in that sense. Um, so it, that that's kind of how you have to take this sort of stuff. It isn't factual. Yeah. And no one's going to come out and go, we know this now. And anyone who does, stop listening yeah. to them. Um, yeah, So that, because there's no verification process for them. 
So you just kind of have theories and hypotheses, and then you have to use that inductive reasoning and logic to to see whether it makes sense. So you you're more in this camp. This is where you get ridiculous ideas like blank slate theory and social constructivism. Okay. This is more the wokey kind of approach to existence where I know you do. That's why I use it. Um, so like the blank slate hypothesis right. is we are born a blank slate. Mm-hmm. So we don't inherit gender. We don't inherit morals or any other fears or anything we don't inherit. So we don't have an inherent fear of snakes, for example. That's the blank slate theory. Mm-hmm. But I mean, anyone who's had kids. That's Disney's fault, though. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that, Disney's but, fault. That, but that's the social construct. I know you laugh, though. That's the, but that's the social constructivism. So that's stakes are as cute as <laughs> no, but some people, the no, but no, no, but people, we do have an in, innate do we? fear. Why yes. do we think we have of, of snakes? Um, I, well, I, there's really that's just the theories you can come up with. I just they think... bothered us all the time, but like you know, heights. Well, hyenas for another one that people like are like you know, horrible, but, but there's something about snakes. Like, why though? One of the arguments is that even our ability to see color. Yeah. is so we can see different colours of snake. That's one of the theories. Okay. Of- no, that's fair enough. I, I, I don't know about that. But it just when you when you see the the likes of um, when we're growing up, well, obviously cartoons, we're growing up with animation mm-hmm. and stuff like that over real life stuff. You yeah. Know? And then we see um, something like Peppa Pig, like, yeah. you know, and it's cute. Pigs yeah. are cute. And then all of a sudden pigs are cute. But then you watch the, the, the original Jungle Book and then you see like, Oh, that the the panther or whatever it is mm. is like scary, and the snake is very scary. And mm. do you know what I mean? It's just that has to work. Now we might have an inherent thing, but that that adds to it, like you know. Um, yeah, I mean, it can create. Yeah, obviously you can encourage it and that sort of thing. But that that's the social constructivism where it's you're trained to be like that. Whereas my argument will come into, well, why have they used that character in the Jungle Book? Mm. Because in the majority of people, it triggers this. Why be fifty fifty? No, <laughs> no. Listen, there's an influence of, of maybe social you're the wolf, but, um, but blank slate. That's the kind of like, like when you have kids and you see that I've, you know, the same toys are available to both of them. Yeah, Amelia wants to go and play with the dolls, and Oscar's obsessed with cars and yeah. mechanics. Oscar goes into the crash, runs over to the things. Yeah, Amelia goes into the crash, comes up and says hello to everybody, and sees it, and it's just. No, there hasn't been enough time for them to be indoctrinated. Yeah. So it's it's that kind of inductive reasoning of like, okay, we're born blank slates. That's the conclusion. Let's look at the premises. So we have nothing inborn. Oh, well, what about this? And it's it's working that way through it. So you yeah. can kind of start to break them down. Because... You put me in that camp unfairly, but we can, we can talk yeah, well, about that again. literally just talked about social control. But just one thing, just though. A load of lads in a room gone, I tell you, I will keep them down. But that's just, like this. That's just one thing, though. You can't, you can't honestly, like... I know, yeah. But it, it, it just pointing out that you can get, because there's no verification... We, we don't buy dolls for boys, you know what I mean? I anyway. No, um, yeah, we... We, we don't, though. That, that's how you... Well, if they wanted them, we would. No, but we were, We put blue clothes on boys and pink on girls. The, we'll make a difference. They're not even aware of what they're wearing. No, but they're they grow up... But they continue clothes. to... And who's, what, ask a four-year-old girl what their favourite colour is. Pink, because they've all... Do you want to know what pink. Oscar's favourite colour is? What is it? Rainbow. Legend. And I... I Best answer ever. I was like, we can't make a decision either. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what colour do you no. like? All of them. He's made the decision, though. Yeah. All of them. Yes. Yeah. So like them all. Yeah. Fair play. To um, I can't see half of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's just kind of, I just wanted to point that out. Yeah, like yeah. Th- This is why there's so much 
there's so much bullshit, but also good stuff around these topics mm-hmm. because it's you can't verify. And and I think nutrition is in a similar boat at the moment because it's so hard to verify it mm-hmm. because there's so many moving parts to it. It's the same idea. You get a lot of bullshit and a lot of ideology and a lot of kind of re- people getting really angry yeah. about nutrition. And it's like, aren't we just trying to figure out what is the healthiest? Yeah. No, this is the healthiest. Yeah. It's just like, and as soon as you go into that camp, because your animal is married to the beliefs of that camp, let's say carnivore, now you are only combing for evidence and your yeah. all your vision is now tainted. So anything that's pro plants, anything that's mm. pro, or not, not even necessarily anti-carnivore, but pro plant, you can't even see it anymore yeah, yeah. because your animal's like bollocks, yeah. bollocks. And that's why we have the scientific process. We need other people's humans to mm-hmm. go, mate, that's bollocks. So we're not, we're not, we're not all going to endorse that because yeah. it's bollocks. Um, or that, you know, that's the ideal yeah, yeah. world of science. Um, ultimately, these are things that you have to test mm-hmm. and see what sticks. Cause none of this is like, Oh, you should definitely do this. This is all like, I think this is what's happening. I think these are the rules of the game that we're playing. You're playing a different game than I'm playing test them yeah if they're bullshit leave them stop listening yeah. but there might be bits that are worth listening to worth testing out that's what you have to end up doing it's same with nutrition you've kind of got to think ah, that makes sense i'll try that mm. but if you can't stick to it it doesn't matter whether it makes sense you can't stick to it yeah leave it you know what i mean you've yeah, kind of got, yeah, you've yeah, got yeah. to factor in all these because it's one thing to have an idea like this is what you have to do and this works mm. i was saying this to martin the other day you shouldn't train more than an hour that's kind of a, a almost a dogma in in uh, fitness and nutrition you shouldn't train more than an hour well okay wife's upstairs having a shower the kids are downstairs and i'm trying to work out it's now a one and a half hour workout because mm. the kids are going to come in yeah they're going to interrupt they're going to yeah. play with the weights now i don't want to scream and shout at them no. i'm scared of exercise i just play with them yeah. and it's like well this is what a workout is yeah. in an ideal world it's an hour and i smash it and it's great but really, I'm going to cool down, warm up, cool down, yeah, warm no, up. So Kids are going to come in, yeah, you know, yeah. all that sort of stuff. Um, so it's factoring in with what life is really like versus mm-hmm. the idealized version of it. Um, but yeah, that's our episode anyway this time. That's part one. And then, <laughs> well, it didn't work out in an hour, did it? But anyway. <laughs> I honestly thought, I'm like, I know. I'm struggling. I know, we, walk, we always walk a lot. <laughs> yeah. um, so the next episode is, again, it's, it's civilizing your ape. Um, we're looking at trigger management and damage control, um, nurturing the animal to prevent triggers mm-hmm. and how to motivate the animal. Excellent. Um, so as always, yeah. thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. And remember, kids, no one has a fucking clue what's going on and what we're all doing. So keep your mind open, embrace the work and tilt luck in your favour. We'll get complaints for that. Yeah. Well, or, cringy. Right. A little bit cringy at the end there. I like but we're going to do it. See you later. <laughs>